plays at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show. Not National Tight Ends Day. Today I'm going to be talking all about the 49ers and potential tight end targets in free agency. They've showed a lot of interest in tight ends in the draft. Can they go that way? Of course. Adam Peters saying they could actually double up on tight ends in this draft. It's very deep. Said you know a couple weeks ago that I felt like tight end was one of the deepest spots along the draft. And I'd still believe that. But there are some veteran options as well. We've seen the 49ers address situations in the offseason as far as free agency. That way they're not pigeonholed into what they need to do in the draft. The 49ers like to have the ability to take the best player available. It doesn't always have to be positional need, even though they do draft for positional need. But we're going to get all into tight ends. I'm wearing my block catch run fear nothing George Kittle t-shirt because it's tied in time. Now, you've probably already started hearing the names for the draft. Sam Laporta out of you know uh, Iowa, and then also like Will Mallory, Jack Koontz. There are some names in this draft that are going to get people's attention. But who are the guys in free agency that the 49ers can go get? So what is the premise and what is the kind of the foundation for what we're looking for? It has to be somebody that's not going to be expensive. Uh, you you're paying George Kittle twenty five million dollars a year. You can't exactly pay a guy a lot of money. The 49ers have went free agency with tight ends before. Uh, Jordan Reed probably the the one that comes to mind the most. Also Michael Pruitt. Uh, Michael Pruitt though you know was injured during training camp and then never really produced. Ended up going back to the Titans, having a pretty good you know, couple of seasons with them. But with Jordan Reed, uh, he was injured during the season. But you've seen some of his ability with him. He's a a specific type of threat, though. He was more of a Jawan Jennings kind of player than a three-down tight end. 49ers have been trying to find a three-down tight end. I think they were hoping Charlie Warner was going to be able to do that when Ross Dwelly's blocking kind of fell off. They haven't been able to find a guy behind George Kittle that can come up there, block, and catch. Uh, Charlie Warner, more of a blocking-only type tight end, not really a threat in the passing game. We've seen him drop and miss open uh, catches and possibilities there. We've seen Ross Dwelly miss blocks, so they've been looking for it. This year, they brought in Tyler Croft, and we'll get to Tyler Croft during this conversation as well. Croft, just a few years ago, was one of those tight ends that was making an impact. He played for the Bengals, did a very good job there, played for the Bills, was a red zone threat, and we've seen him have some opportunities with the 49ers. But I think the 49ers are looking for a little bit more. Croft is not explosive anymore. He's still a good blocker, not a great blocker. Uh, but you can definitely see the injuries have caught up to him. Age, he's over 30 years old. Just hasn't been able to be that guy. But they need a guy that can come in on play-action type situations. And you still believe he's a threat in the passing game. Charlie Warner comes in, you think it's a run. Ross Dwelly comes in, you think it's a pass. When George Kittle's in, you just don't know. He could be staying in the block. He could be going out for a pass. That sort of versatility and ability is what the 49ers need from a backup tight end. That's why going the veteran route can make a lot of sense because you can find guys that are well-equipped to do that. But you have to find guys that are cheap. You have to find guys that maybe that are coming off injuries or need a second chance. And that's what we're going to talk about in this video. And you can see Tyler Croft here. Uh, 
he's he's going to be someone I'm going to get into it a little bit. But let's start it with Robert Tanyan. Uh, Robert Tanyan, just a year ago, you know, was, was one of those guys everyone thought was going to be 10 plus million dollar guy. Uh, but he suffered an injury and he didn't have, you know, maybe the season that everyone was expecting him to have. He made three point seven million dollars. And right now, the projected amount that he's expected to get in free agency is five million dollars. Five million for a backup tight end sounds a lot. However, Robert Tanyan and George Kittle together uh, would be a dynamic duo. Those two guys together can both catch the ball. Uh, they can both be very good in the run blocking game as well. This would be a a nice rotation of guys where if Kittle's out, you feel like Tanyan is still one of those guys that can do damage. How Shanahan showed some interest in some big time tight ends over the last couple of years. They've never pulled the trigger because that money got closer to $10 million or double digits. The 49ers don't have a lot of money to spend, but they do have money in certain situations. They're not afraid to pay a fullback more than he's supposed to get. They're not afraid to overpay wide receivers. Uh, they just do whatever they feel like. And I think in this situation, Kyle Shanahan believes he wants two tight end sets this year uh, more than he has in the past. And he he definitely bucks trends in the NFL. Lots of teams going to three wide receivers. Kyle Shanahan, let's go to more two tight ends. I think he would like to do that. So Robert Tanyan makes a lot of sense. Now, what did Tanyan's numbers look like? Well, he's still on this side of 30. He's getting close to 29 years old. Uh, but he played in all 17 games, 554 yards receiving. Um, he, he's one of those guys that can just get it done. And he had 8.9 yards of catch and two touchdowns. So he's a guy that didn't have the production maybe that you're expecting him to have, but he still did a pretty good job. And I think it was actually 470 yards um, that he he had on you know receiving. So uh, Tanyan, to me, is a very big op you know, opportunity. And on this channel, we've talked very highly of Tanyan. Even when he suffered his injury, we thought he was something he could bounce back from. I think Tanyan would make a lot of sense. Him and Kittle are close. They do tight end you. Uh, Robert Tanyan would be a huge addition for the San Francisco 49ers. But will his number stay at $5 million? And would the 49ers be willing to allocate $5 million towards a backup tight end? Felt he was still going to play a significant number of snaps? Uh, potentially. You know, I mean, that's one of those things that you could go with. I mean, Tyler Croft last year played about 215 snaps. Of course, he had some injuries as well. That's about less than half of what Tanyan played last year. So the 49ers definitely do play their backup tight ends a lot. So Tanyan, the number one option for me, I don't know how you guys feel about that, but to me, if Tanyan was able to come in for $5 million, I'm all over that. Next up is Dan Arnold. Uh, Dan Arnold has been with Arizona. He's been with Carolina. He's a he's one of those guys that's kind of well-traveled. This year, he was with Jacksonville. Um, almost 28 years old. He's going to be coming into the season 28 years old. Didn't play a, a lot last year. Only had nine catches for 135 yards, but he's going to be cheap. The 49ers know who he is. He's probably going to be around $2.4 million. If you're looking for an option behind George Kittle, that's cheap. Dan Arnold's one of those guys that already understands the NFC West. Uh, and you're not always going to be able to find players that have had huge production, but he has had good seasons in the past. So Dan Arnold is definitely a, you know, a guy that, you could look at and say, you know what? He could fit behind George Kittle. He could come in and make some plays for you on the offensive side of the ball. Because right now, the tight end position besides Kittle, there hasn't been any real uh, playmaking ability. And Dan Arnold is not exactly a big name. Uh, he's not a guy that is a sexy choice, but he's a guy that can get it done. Uh, we've seen him move around the league, and he's had success in those opportunities that he's been giving. I think Dan Arnold for around $2 million makes a lot of sense. Now, that would probably fit into your top 51 contracts. 
you have to remember he would cost against your salary cap. Some of the guys we're going to talk about after this, some of them could be league minimum guys. In those cases, they don't even count against your 51. Uh, that means you can basically sign them and it has zero effect on your salary cap. So he would probably have it uh, effect on the salary cap unless you could convince him to take less. In that case, I think it's a no-brainer that he would be someone you know I would be interested. In. I wouldn't put him at the top of the list for sure because I got Robert Tanyan as the sole number one. And I do like some of the other options that we're going to talk about a little bit more than Arnold, but Arnold is definitely a possibility for the 49ers. Another one, O.J. Howard. The big name. I mean, O.J. Howard has been around for a little bit. Uh, he's still, you know, 28 years old. He's got, he's played with Houston this year. Um, and, you know, he had 10 catches for 145 yards, 14.5 yards per attempt, two touchdowns on the year. He played in 13 games and logged over 300 snaps. So more snaps than Tyler Cross this season. And as a second option, it's not such a bad, a bad idea. Uh, O.J. Howard has a lot of ability. I don't think he's ever reached the ability that everyone thought he was going to have, but a guy that is definitely can block and can catch the football. So him behind George Kittle would make a lot of sense, especially the fact that OJ Howard played for the league minimum. So if you felt that he was in the right mental spot, as far as the football was first, then I think he would be somebody interesting. And we've heard 49er fans talk about him for a while because you just remember what he did in college. There's a lot of ability with OJ Howard and he could definitely be a, you know, a Robin to Batman that is George Kittle. But, you know, the 49ers have to feel comfortable with him, that he still loves football and he wants to play, and that they think they could get even more production than he got last year. But at league minimum, I don't think there's really a risk there. You bring him in, you play, you know, see what he can do in camp and see if he can make the team. Overall, the 49ers need to bring in options at tight end because Charlie Warner hasn't been able to develop in the receiving game, and Ross Dwelly could be out this year. Was inactive a ton of games last year. Not really effective when he was in the football game. So uh, this might be an opportunity for the 49ers to completely tra transform that room. Been calling for it for a couple of years. It looks like it's finally going to happen with draft picks and probably low-priced uh, young guys. So OJ Howard, a possibility for the 49ers. Next up, Jordan Akins. He's been around a little bit. Was with Houston. Um, and he was with Houston last year. He played in 14 games. He caught 33 passes for 425 yards, 2.9 yards per reception. So teammate to OJ Howard, both of them, a one-two punch, did pretty good. Thing with Aikens and why his money is not going to be higher than what it is, he is on the plus side of 30. So this is more in tune with what you got from Tyler Croft. A guy over that 30 your old level, uh, but still produced at a high level. I mean, playing in 14 games and having 33 catches means he was very involved in the offense. And if you go watch his film, which I did, I was very excited to see the things he did in the passing game. He's still very agile. He can make people miss in the open field. He knows how to sit down in zones and get open, but he can also block as well. He's big, he's physical, and he can help you make plays. So he's a nice one-two punch with George Kittle. To me, he's somebody that I really liked. Uh, so when we're going down the list right now, Aikens would have been my you know guy right behind what Robert Tanyan was because I think those two guys kind of fit the bill of what the 49ers are looking for. Howard would be one of those low-risk, high-reward guys, which I like. I just feel like we've gotten more production out of Jordan Aikens and Robert Tanyan than we have out of O.J. Howard so far. 
So to me, Aikens would make a lot of sense at $2.6 million. That's the projected number that he would get. Once again, it fits into your top 51. So if you don't want a tight end that fits into your top 51 contracts, because you don't want to pay that position, Jordan Aikens won't make sense. But if you're willing to pay a guy 2.6, knowing that you're going to get in solid production, not only behind George Kittle, but in case something happens or George Kittle gets hurt, you can put this guy in line and he can make those blocks. You can get him up the field and he can make catches as well. Uh, so to me, this is an opportunity for the 49ers. If Aikens is available at that amount of money, it makes sense. But we've got some guys right now that financially make sense and overall production and skill set wise fit this 49ers offense and scheme. Uh, so to me, Jordan Aikens would make a lot of sense for the San Francisco 49ers. Next up, Zach Gentry from Pittsburgh. I don't know how many people are familiar with Zach Gentry's game, uh, but I'm a big fan of what he does for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And he was a league minimum guy. He's not even 27 years old. He's only 26 right now. He played in 16 games last year, had 18 catches for 109 yards. More of a possession kind of guy. But I'll tell you what you notice that jumps off film is the blocking. Uh, he's one heck of a blocker. He can definitely do what Charlie Warner does in the blocking game. And he's a better threat catching the football with 18 catches. He was used more to catch the ball underneath. A lot of that by design, what Pittsburgh did, check down, get him the football uh, underneath. He's more you know, of a, a last option, um, not a guy that's made a lot of plays like Aikens and, and Tanyan and, and O.J. Howard and those guys. So is he as dynamic in the passing game? No, but very, very good in blocking. He's a upgrade over most of who the 49ers have had in that tight end room over the last several years, as far as blocking goes, I really like what Gentry could provide. And at the league minimum, he won't fit into your top 51 contracts, which means you basically don't have to worry about him counting against your salary cap. That would be good news for the 49ers. And him being under 27, he could still develop a little bit over the next couple of years in the passing game. To me, he's a low-cost option for the 49ers, especially they could bring him in have him compete in camp. If you're not able to work out where you get a couple of tight ends in the draft, you know you have guys already, stable guys that can come and compete in your tight end room because you're definitely going through a little bit of a facelift there. You're changing up some spots, getting rid of some guys who have been there before. And really what you want is you want to either have Charlie Warner as the third tight end or Charlie Warner not even able to make this team because you've upgraded the room enough. I think that is the goal. I think you're going to go through free agency and the draft. But to me, Gentry makes a lot of sense and could be a solid upgrade over Charlie Warner and Ross Dwelly. The next one up is Eric Saubert. Uh, he's played with Denver this last season, but he's been around a little bit, originally drafted by the Patriots. Uh, he's he's almost 29 years old, so he's getting close to that 30 range. He played in 16 games last year. He had 15 catches for 148 yards, 9.9 yards per reception with one touchdown. And to me, this guy was another one that could do it all. He could block, he could catch. Once again, not a lot of production, um, but what you got with 15 catches is a solid output from your backup tight end. Once again, these are low-cost options for the 49ers that could fill depth and potentially help your team once you get into the season. But what they do is ensure that you don't have to take those tight ends in the draft if it doesn't fit you don't have to reach for a tight end you know in the third round the end of the you know in those comp picks or reach for someone in the fifth round and you want to take another position this would ensure that you could do that and take those tight ends where you want and that would really help the 49ers eric salbert could be one of those options 
um, you know, another league minimum guy. And I think that the 49ers would really, you know, pay it would pay dividends to bring in guys like this. And last, I'm going to talk about Tyler Croft. Uh, Croft, just on the other side of 30 years old, uh, he would turn 31 during the season, but he played in 10 games. I think that's one of the things he got hurt, wasn't available, then was inactive for the 49ers. I think they liked Tyler Croft. I don't know if they love Tyler Croft. I think that was the same with Ross Dwelly. They liked Ross Dwelly. They're not, they don't love Ross Dwelly. So they're looking to move on. Uh, the one thing with Croft, he only had four catches for 57 yards, 14.2 yards per catch. So you can see we got production increases from most of these players that we've talked about here in the passing game. You know, maybe not yards per catch, but would these guys' yards per catch go up playing for Kyle Shanahan the way he schemes it up? playing with George Kittle, uh, the play-action game. I mean, Saubert had 11 more catches than Croft. Gentry had 14 more catches. A guy like Aikens had 29 more catches. Howard had six. Um, there's a, a lot of, you know, Dan Arnold had five more catches. A guy like Robert Tanya, and that's why he's my favorite on the whole list, if you can get him for $5 million. Uh, I mean, the guy had 49 more catches than Tyler Croft. The explosiveness there. Also, Croft, no touchdowns. I think you would like your second tight end to be able to get involved in the red zone. Got a lot of opportunities to load up with extra tight ends and then run play action pass. So uh, to me, I think that you know Croft, they're probably going to upgrade from him. If they could bring him back on the league minimum, you bring him back, let him compete. Uh, I think he's a solid veteran option, especially to fill out your 90-man roster. And once again, ensure that if you get into the draft, you don't have to take you know tight ends, uh, if you don't want to, and I think they want to, and I think they're going to, uh, but making sure you have a nice mixture of veterans to rookies, you just don't know who's going to pan out and you need the best possible room. They've needed to upgrade this tight end room for a long time. And I think they're going to do it. So I think when it comes down to it, my favorite guys on this list, of course, Robert Tanya and everyone knows that is number one, number two, I'm going to go with Jordan Aikens. I think he's a guy that can produce for the 49ers. Still got a lot of ability in the open field. And he's a pretty good blocker. And then uh, number three, I'm going to go with Zach Gentry. I think he's a young guy that could still develop a little bit. He's got some blocking ability as well. He's really, really good. The uh, Pittsburgh Steelers would use him in a variety of different ways, and he would free up Najee Harris. So I think that 49ers would definitely be excited about bringing in a blocker of his caliber. And I think the wild card is O.J. Howard. You just don't know what you're going to get. If you get prime ability of O.J. Howard, he could be explosive. Uh, but he hasn't proven to be that yet. So we'll see what the 49ers ultimately decide to do with the tight end position. Will they go with one of these veterans? Probably. Uh, will they go with the draft pick? Absolutely. Uh, and that's the thing. Over the next several weeks, we'll start talking about these tight ends. A lot of them graded pretty well at the combine, but it is one of the deepest rooms. And uh, some of these guys move their way out, up, maybe even out of the 49ers range, including Sam Laporta, out of Iowa. He may not be available now for the 49ers in that third round comp pick range, so they might have to look other ways. Who will those guys be? We'll be talking about those over the next several weeks, but until then, we're getting close to free agency, so these will be the guys the 49ers will address first, and then they'll go into the draft and fill in holes and potentially upgrade wherever they couldn't in free agency. Love the way the, for the NFL works and how the 49ers work. Take care of what you can in free agency with holes. Fill in the rest with the draft or upgrade. It's a, it's a good way to go about it. But one thing we do know, Warriors are looking for the production they can get at the cheapest rate to continue to build a championship caliber 
team. Let me know who you think the 49ers should go for in the free agent market, or should they ignore the Titans in the free, free agent market and just put all their eggs in the draft basket? And then who do you like? If it's a free agent, let me know which ones you liked. Do you agree with me that you would go for Robert Tanyan at $5 million per year, or is that too expensive? Or you, who would you go for in the draft? Curious, I've been, I have some Titans that I like in the draft. I'm going to be giving those out here pretty soon. Of course, if you have Patreon, star player reports going over there. Safety, uh, Trey Dean, I broke down him over on Patreon. And now there's going to be a couple of more coming your way. And Edge Rusher uh, is, is coming your way. So uh, make sure you guys, if you have Patreon, hop over there. It's going to be a lot of fun. But until next time, stay safe. And remember, the right way is always the 49ers.